podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Hamo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, this is our world football podcast where we discuss all things football. We take some of your questions that you've written into us about, whether they be about Liverpool, whether they be about other teams, or whether they be about world football in general. Uh, and we discuss them, we have a little bit of debate, uh, and then you can chime in and let us know what you think uh, on the podcast Facebook page or by emailing us or through the many other uh, different ways that you can get in touch with us. Now, before we get started on that though, how has your week been, Amo? I've switched job roles I've mentioned a few times um, I'm actually learning to drive as well which is something that's a bit you know, I'm a late late learner shall we say <laughs> um, so yeah it's been quite stressful newborn baby and stuff quite stressful trying to fit everything in um, obviously trying to fit the football matches in as well and yeah. stuff you know um, but yeah no everything's good um, very busy like yourself Danny but can't complain just usual stuff trying to keep up with the world of football Um and yeah, I would like to say that I've been eating healthy, but I haven't. <laughs> you know, uh, we, me and Danny mentioned this at the beginning of the year. Now we're coming, we're in March, and I had all the good intentions. Um, but as I say, when a few things are getting sorted in the pipeline, then I'll then I will aim to do that. But apart from that, busy, 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 eating on the go, keeping up the football. Not anything excited. What about you, Danny? Yeah, um, busy enough. As you said, I have literally travelled the length and breadth of the country this this week. Uh, normal been, week for you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, which is, which is turning into a very typical week. Yeah, normally I'm sort of in the Belfast and surrounding areas. Where this month I have been everywhere. I've been down south. I've been right up north. I've been over on the coast. Uh, yeah, there's there's not a part of Northern Ireland and Ireland that I haven't really touched this week, right. um, which has been non-stop. And yeah, just been as you said, similar to you. It was one of the days I actually, which sounds really bad. I'm going to say this. Yeah done for this in the middle of a podcast uh, it was one of the days one of the matches were on and um, I had a, I had my phone dash, uh, mounted on my dashboard while I was driving around being able to hear the commentary and watch a little bit of the, the game while it was going on having a little look to it every now and again um, obviously need, need safely <laughs> moving into the moving into the hard shouldered and whatnot, um, but just getting a chance to be able to balance everything really. It's hard, um, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's one of those. But yeah, but we always make time for this pod. Exactly, we always exactly. Make time. That's the thing. Got to make time to make sure that we're doing the important stuff, uh, which is this. <laughs> and obviously, this on this episode, we're going to be discussing a few different things. Uh, the first discussion that we are going to be talking about is all about the Champions League. Now, obviously, we have got. A big, big Champions League run. We are recording this um, before the Atletico Madrid game, so we don't know on this podcast what the result was of the mm. Real Madrid uh, of the Atletico game. Sorry, yeah. um, but one of the things that we are looking at, not necessarily the game, because we covered that in our other pod that's already been out. But we are looking at big Champions League night at Anfield. Now, what is your recollection, Ammo, of Champions League nights at Anfield? There's so many to, to kind of. To go into, I mean, we've made a few notes today. You know, Chelsea 05 and Garcia scored that goal. You know, you've got the Juventus. Controversial goal. That's it. it well, goal, not ghost goal, whatever you call it. You've got the, that, that same season, Juventus, where, you know, Garcia put the goal in the top bin. Mm. You know, there's so many. You've got Dortmund, you know, that wasn't Champions League, it was Europa League, but you know, Dejan Lovren, your best mate there, last minute <laughs> goal. Um, lot, obviously, 
I think we're going to mention probably in, in a bit more depth was obviously Olympiakos. You know. Yeah. Mella, lovely cushion head effort. Oh, <laughs> you beauty. What a hit, son. What? But for me, the one thing that I, I remember was Liverpool in the season that we nearly won the league on the Rafa. Um, I can't remember if we got the Champions League final this season. I think we did. It was when we got beat. I think it was 07. Um, and we were we beat Real Madrid 4-0. And at the time, Real Madrid were like the, the Galacticos and... I just remember, and this is this is one of the, my biggest memories from football. Um, watching football, I just always remember this moment. We were four, three or four and up against Real Madrid, and Liverpool brought Jay Speed off the bench. And at the time, he was just a, <laughs> a, he was just a youngster coming through. Yeah, he barely played for Liverpool. Um, he come he come on half an hour to go, and, and the cop was just singing. At the time, he was youth, youth team captain. Yeah, and he was just singing super super Jay Sue. So I think Jay Speed, you know. He's at Blackpool now, and he's captain. He's, he's you know he's made a good career for himself. Mm. But his his whole life now, he can say he came on in the Champions League against Real Madrid and had the cop sing his name. <sighs> There's not many football clubs in the world that could say they were beating Real Madrid convincingly mm. at the stadium, brought a homegrown player on with half an hour to go and just sung his name. Yeah. How many football clubs in the world of football can turn around and say that they did that? So that's what I remember. Yeah. Don't get me remember all these big games. Obviously Barcelona, quick corner taken. <laughs> but that for me, that I just remember watching Jay Spring come on as a young scouser against Real Madrid. I think we were beating three or four at the time, and the cop singer's name. How many teams in the world can do that? That's yeah. just, and you've got to remember Real Madrid are a powerhouse of European football. Mm. Now Liverpool are in that conversation, yes. Yeah. That's just something that I mean, and they weren't. But the thing is, they weren't at the time. At the time, well, we like won in 05 Yeah, we were, but five times European times at the time. But the point I'm trying to make here is that there's a young boy that's made a career in in League One. Yeah, but he's got that forever. Yeah, do you know? And it's just, I remember just sitting there watching. I think I'm wow. That that would be our dream. If, if someone give me half an hour to push it, and we're convincingly beating Real Madrid, and have the cock about a single name, like <laughs> come on. It doesn't get better, does it's it? It's a dream, isn't it? Like, and I'm sure, I'm sure he remembers that, and he, and he will remember it for the rest of his life. Never mind his career. Um, what about you? What, what what stands out for you? What's the biggest? See, I think you always remember. I think games where you remember where you were. I think that's how you know the big games. Um, I remember Liverpool playing Spurs in the Champions League. That was the first Champions League game that I ever went to at Anfield. Uh, again, because it was a an English game, it that was, was a, only that was only it wasn't it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough ago that I wasn't living over here at the time. Um, but we really? ended up Spurs yeah in the Champions League. Yeah, it was a good while back. So it was before it was it was more than like from when I played when I was there at the game. It was more than more than seven years ago now. Um, I couldn't even tell you what year it is. I'd have to research it, which I haven't done. Um, but but I remember like Bale and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, when Bale was playing at Spurs. But I remember being at that game, that was my first Champions League experience at Anfield. And I think you can hear it on the TV and you hear about the fact that it's electric and stuff like that. But being there, being at the game, I think even though we were playing, it was it was more like a sort of Premier League. It felt like a Premier League type game. You were playing Spurs and all. The atmosphere was just completely different to any Premier League game I've been at. The fans come, it's it's under the lights, it's an eight o'clock kickoff, everyone's up for it, like and it's just a whole feeling you've been on work all day or you, some people have taken a half day and been on the pints and there's just something special about a European night at Anfield. Yeah. Whether you're playing Galatasaray, Olympiacos, Monaco, Real Madrid, but who cares? But I always come back to the same. Jurgen Klopp said this three 0 down against Barcelona last season and uh Interviewed after the game, he went. Anyone else? No chance. 
Liverpool a small but a chance yeah and what, what wouldn't have happened that wouldn't have happened at any 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 other football club in the world no Liverpool would have not been so any other club would have not been getting beat 3-0 away from home come back and brought the home and, and done that there's no stadium in this world that is, could have created that atmosphere and created that happening even watching it you knew I'm a big I, I, I would like to say um on this podcast I think I will put myself up there as one of the biggest Liverpool fans out of anyone I've ever met that particular game I sat in bed and I watched it on my, on my tablet because I thought to myself well we're not yeah. we're not going through but look what happened 4-4 four, four, just it's just it was unreal and it, I, will, I will forever be grateful to my wife for that game because I was on a family holiday in Menorca at right. the time and um, I remember saying to to my wife, there was two other two other couples and their families and all had come with us on this holiday to Menorca. And I remember I, we'd sort of gone off early, put the kids to bed, and then they were like, oh, are you going to come out and sort of play cards or do whatever? And I was like, oh, I think we're just going to have an early night tonight because I thought to myself, like, I've got mobile data on my wife's phone here and I'm going <laughs> to watch the game. And I remember getting halfway through, uh, got to half-time, and my wife was knackered, so she was going to bed. And I said to her, oh, do you know what, I'll turn off. We're on holiday. It's a family holiday. I shouldn't be sitting here watching the footy. I'll, I'll come to bed. And she turned around and she was like, no, do you know what? Stay up. Watch the second half. She said, because if you don't and something happens, you'll regret it. And I thought, all right, I'll stay up and watch it. And I was so thankful I did because it was such an unreal second half it's of football. It's just like, but as I say, we're trying to say, but only at Anfield could that happen. Yeah. Only with Liverpool fans could that happen. Yeah, because you feel very much, and this is the difference that I noticed when I when I went when I've been at Champions League games with, with Liverpool, is that you go to other games, you go to other stadiums, and you feel like you're going there to watch a match. You go to a Champions League game at Anfield, and you feel like you're going to take part because you know you can influence the game as a fan, and I think that's what gets everyone up for it is that they've seen it happen so many times before, and I think you turn up to the ground going. I can I can personally influence this game. You you, you also you have to give a shout out to the away fans because it's it's been built that atmosphere up over the years, and you see the way the away fans and parade up to Anfield from the city centre. Yeah, and I always used to love watching it on like Sky Sports News, like the build up. You know, did the build up at like three o'clock to have the cameras outside. The build up at five o'clock to have the cameras. The build up at six seven. Yeah, and people get interviewed. And you wouldn't have that for like you know Portsmouth on a on a, on a Wednesday night. You would, you just wouldn't have it. Mm. But when you're playing like when you're playing like Panathinaikos or Olympiacos or you know as you said Spurs or whoever, like particularly Barcelona, the, the reception, the, the bus when they come in, what yeah. Liverpool fans give it's just it's just it's special, and I think it's one of these things where if you've been to a European night at Anfield and watched us do something amazing, you'll know. Yeah. If you've watched it, you've an idea. Yeah. But you don't know. Yeah. Being there and seeing it on TV is something different. Yeah. And as you say, you're there to take part, you're not there to just watch it. Um, if you had to choose greatest Champions League night at Anfield, you have to choose one, no sitting on the fence, which is which obviously is something that I do quite a lot, but uh, if you had to <laughs> you had to choose one night at Anfield... Now, are we talking that I've been myself? No, or we, no, all, just right across the board. I think I'm going to have to go Barcelona on it. I can't not go Barcelona. Like, 3-0 down, Messi, greatest player in the history of the game. Mm. You know, and just... We had Salah out and we had Manny out. You mm. know what I mean? And so the Rigi just turned up and then one album just <laughs> I mean it was just Alexander Arnold, you know, it's it was just it's fate. As I say, as Jurgen Klopp said, anyone else no chance with Liverpool. 
a chance, and it was just a slim chance. Oh yeah. And look what we've done. We beat them four nil. Um, Allison, uh, people forget about that save he made just before half time. Yep. Unbelievable. All that, you know, that, that, that that's fractions there. You know, you, you okay if if, if Barca score, yeah, we could come out and score four or five, but we need to score three. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, Chelsea will. I was at that Chelsea match, you know, the um, 05 and yes, Good Johnson had that chance at the very end, and the Garcia goes goal and stuff. So, I that would run it close because that was kind of. We've been deprived of any trophies for a long time, and you know, 2005 is history. But I mean, I'm going to say Barcelona just because how could you not? It's the greatest comeback in European history, mm. probably except for Liverpool against AC Milan. Yeah, <laughs> do you know? So, yeah, for me, but what about you? I am going to go just for the sake of saying something different. I think Bar- the Barcelona one was amazing, and as I said, I'll remember it forever. I remember where it was, so that for me, that always proves that it's a big game if I always remember where it was. Um, but the Olympian Icos game. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, Gerard smashing that ball to put us through when we looked completely out of it. Um, for me, it was it was magic. Well, Rivaldo scored, didn't he? he play for Olympiacos. Rivaldo scored a free kick. Yeah, and then I remember watching like interviews afterwards and stuff. Rafa Benitez did something that he didn't normally do. He brought um, Neil Mella and Florentin Mapongoli on a half time. Yeah, and that was something that Rafa never normally done. He never normally made bold. Rafa's always known for the sort of. 70, 80 minute substitutions, wasn't he? But he brought Neil Mellon on and he brought Florence and Mapongoli on and that was um there's two attackers there and we had Gerard and you know it was just yeah, I mean what can you say? It was I say Mella, lovely cushion header for Gerard. I mean yeah. it's just the rest assisted, what a goal as well. I know, it was unreal. Like we you you go you have to travel far to find a player like Gerard, someone who, who was constantly, consistently turned up in big moments of games. I think we have to dedicate a podcast to him one day. Yeah. Don't we? We have to. But yeah, what a goal that was. What a goal. And just, yeah. Ger- that was Gerard in his peak, wasn't it? Yeah. That was Gerard. He'd just become captain. And that was what the Gerard that we were, me and you remember. The Gerard that me and you tell our kids about. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, it's like people the videos Russians. of. Yeah, that, that's it. Um, not fair enough. Yeah, well, they were two great nights. And hopefully, you know, after recording this pod, we've would have had a, another great one against Atletico Madrid. Hopefully so. Yeah. Hopefully so. But there's there's hopefully many more to come as well. I think Liverpool are at a stage at the minute, which is probably why I chose the Olympiacos game as the um, the Olympiacos game. Why I keep calling it Olympiacos? Um, <laughs> Olympiacos is the fact that looking at the team that we had at that time, as you said, we brought on Neil Mellor and Florence Cinema Pongola oh, half time, and you think to yourself, wow. Like we have come a long way from then, um, but to pull out the sort of comeback that we did in that game when we when we look completely out of it, that's why I chose it. But at the minute, the pool are looking completely dominant, aren't they? And I think hopefully there's many, many more good well, as I say, champions. There's League just Mexico. something in the air in Anfield European night. That's why I'm glad that we have got the new stadium. We stayed at Anfield because we could have lost that yeah. you know, magic. Um, there's just something in the air that you can't describe. You have to be there to see it, you have to be there to experience it. And yeah, I mean, all I can say, guys, if you listen to this podcast and you've not been to um, a European night at Anfield, um, go. Yeah. I've been to plenty over the years. Um, and yeah, I've been to uh, some awful ones, getting beat by Deportivo. And I, was, I remember Liverpool 8-0 against Besiktas, Crouch scored that unbelievable six kick. So, you know, great games like that. That aren't the biggest, game ever, biggest games ever, but there's just something about the atmosphere and about the Champions League tune yeah. before the game and they have to flag and it's normally freezing for some reason you never normally war- you never warmer a Champions League yeah. night. you're normally freezing but it's just class and for me being a Liverpool fan and being in the top essence of football is what it's all about 
and um, yeah, I mean those memories I'll take to my grave. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, same here. Now, as we know though, fo- football is a very fickle game, and the next discussion that we're going to have a little look at is as we draw closer and closer to the end of the season, who are we going to be selling? Who are we going to be potentially buying? And how are we going to shape this Liverpool team to go into the next season? So, welcome back to Hamilton at Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Now, as we said before, um, football in general is a very fickle game, and one of the, the things that comes up that, that totally dominates our summer is the transfer market. And I think any big team has to is going to have people looking for their players, is going to be looking to invest and strengthen the team, and Liverpool is no different. And I think there's been loads and loads of rumours of different players that are potentially going to leave us in the summer, players that we'll potentially bring in in the summer, and we want to have a little discussion around that to see how we get on. So I've got a few names of players that potentially are going to be going in the summer according to rumours. So what I want you to do, Ammo, is tell me whether you think they we will keep them or whether you think that they will leave so um, am I answering whether they we should keep them or what my opinion is? Whether whether you think just as a football critic, yeah, as okay. someone who does a football podcast, do you think they will leave or do you think Liverpool okay. will keep them? Just based on stats and what you think. I have to give a side comment on each one just so I don't be too... Oh yeah, okay, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. So first one, the one that everybody wants to leave, um, Dejan Lovren. <laughs> Dejan Lovren is rumoured to be leaving us in the summer. Do you think Liverpool will keep Dejan Lovren? We had this whole podcast a little while ago about yeah. you saying that Dejan Lovren's the best third-choice centre-back well, in the league. Yeah. Um, do you think Liverpool should keep him, or do you think that he will leave in the summer? I think he will leave, and I think... I think it's gone to. You know, they had a nightmare, didn't they, against um, Watford? Yeah. I think that. I think he signed his own death certificate there. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have seen some good potential over the years, but yeah, I think he'll go. Okay. Okay. Um, you could probably get another year out of him. He's not the youngest. Um, so he's not the oldest. But I mean, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't think we'll miss him at this stage. To be yeah. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think we should just replace him with a cone or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next next one, which which I think is more or less a given, but but it'd be good to get your opinion on is Adam Lallana. Adam Lallana is rumoured to be leaving Liverpool to get what? more first team football. Yeah, I think he's had a few injury problems, but he's seen he's overseen the Rodgers era. Um you know, great servant, honest day, fantastic. Mm. I think he'll be one of those players when he comes back to Anfield those be welcome. Mm-hmm. And I think he, he still had a even though he's been a big part player over the last couple of years, he still had a big part to play as a big part player. Yeah. Um, and I think he's still will this season. Um and you know, when Alana comes on you don't be like oh, I don't want him to come on. You're sitting there thinking he's got something in him that could change a game. Yeah. And I feel I still think he could probably have another year maybe doing that. But yeah, I mean he's at the stage of his career where his next move is his probably final move. So yeah, I think he'll probably go and you know, thanks for the memories of Lana, you've 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 done okay and you've not changed yourself, you know. Yeah. Okay. So he'll leave as well, yeah. Okay. Um next one is Joel Matip. So Joel Matip's been rumoured by Spanish League and also yeah. American football to go yeah. and move there in the summer. Do you think he will? I keep him honest day, he's he's as, as good as second no choice centre back he'll ever get. Yeah. So I would keep him, he's still young, um he's athletic, he's fast. And um, you know if Gomez got injured, um, you wouldn't care about throwing Matip in. So yeah, keep yeah. Matip all day long. Ah, you know I'd agree with you on that. Actually, Matip's a good player, and I think if Liverpool are prepared to keep you, why would you want to go anywhere else? Yeah, and invest in it exactly. 100%. Yeah, Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson, obviously, in the Bournemouth game that we had recently, <laughs> uh, turns up in his Liverpool coat and all. 
<laughs> which obviously caused a little bit of a stir on social media. Do you think Harry Wilson will want to come back to Liverpool and continue his career, or do you think he'll be looking a permanent move away? I think he'll come, and I think he, and he'll want to come back. Um, I just think there's no point in keeping Harry Wilson and playing him once every six games. You keep him and you play him. You know, he yeah. might not be a starter every week, but I think he's something a bit different. I think he's. I'm not going to say he's like Coutinho. Mm. He's not. But he's got that same type of impact where he's not the fastest, but he's, he's skillful and he can get a goal out of nowhere. And I would keep him and give him a chance, but I wouldn't keep him and throw him in once every 10 games. And he's not putting him out on loan again. Yeah. You know, he's been on loan three or four times now, and he's, what is he, 23, 24. If you're not going to make it out of the pool 23, 24, then you know, let him go and get a career at like a mid-table Premier League. But I would certainly give him a season in the first team, you know, in amongst the boys to give him a chance. I would keep Harry Wilson. OK. Throwing a spanner in the works then that you're not expecting is... Um if we're getting rid of Lallana, there's that space there for the player. If we keep Harry Wilson, should we then sell Curtis Jones? No, I would keep Curtis Jones because well, he's a scout and he's still a lot younger. Maybe I think he's in the list. Maybe give him a, a give him a year out on loan somewhere. You know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, say if he's good enough, which he, he's proved he could be, maybe keep Curtis Jones. But no, say if Lallana goes, I would see Harry Wilson coming in that Lallana role. Mm. You know. A big part of the squad, but maybe not a starter every week. Okay. You know? See, I would probably be of the mind that if we're going to keep Curtis Jones, because I think he's good, and I think Curtis Jones proven in the games he's come on that he is as good as what Lallana's playing at the yeah. minute. So I would probably want to sell Harry Wilson. Fair I enough. would rather sell Harry Wilson, get the money for him while yeah. he's had Premier League experience. What's he, he looks what's, good. What's he worth? Probably thirty mil, forty mil. Probably, probably, yeah. Well, probably a little bit less than that, I'd say. But it just depends on the club. Depends on who wants him and different things like that. That's true. Yeah. Um, Divock Origi. Divock Origi is young. He's he's not getting into. He's not getting a starting position consistently in Liverpool. There's rumours that he's going to go looking, like potentially PSG are looking about him and stuff like that. I can't again. I can't see him getting first team football consistently there. But do you do you think Origi might look a move in the summer? Ask Divock to see what he wants to do. Whatever Divock wants to do, let him do because it's Divock Origi. <laughs> and and as, as far as I'm concerned, none of us are worthy of polishing his boots. <laughs> So let Divock Origi do what the hell he wants because he's Divock Origi and he came on against Tottenham and did what he did. He scored last minute goal against Everton and he just looks like he's never asked on a football pitch. Excuse my French. He just keep him. He's just, he's, it's Divock Origi. Football without Origi is nothing. He's like, like Liverpool's Chuck Norris. It's just, it's just it's Divock Origi. Divock, if you listen, buddy, do what you want. I don't care. <laughs> just do what the hell you like, Divock. You just, I love you. <laughs> I love you simple as that <laughs> I'd love to see him stay yeah. like, I'd love to see him stay at Liverpool I think he's a good striker he's young he's still got a lot to learn he's and... pacey as well yeah he's, he, good. he's, he's a, a bit got clumsy but he's not he's no manner he's no seller but he, he's, he's got a goal on him yeah. he's still young and he's the type of player that would come up and haunt you isn't he yeah. he's the type of player that you'd, you'd, you'd go to bloody Southampton yeah. and before you know it he's, he's won the game Yeah, and it's always harsh because we're looking at him going yeah he isn't Mane and he isn't Salah but when Mane and Salah were his age, they weren't Mane and Salah. Like they weren't as good as what they are now. Origi has the potential under them to be able to learn from them, to watch them, and become a far better player than them at the age that they're at now. Um, so I would, I would like to definitely see him keep stay him. Away. Yeah, I would like to keep him. Um, Rian Brewster. Rian Brewster's obviously got injured during the season. Kind of, he looked like he was going to be first team. Sort of him and Divock Origi sort of fighting for who's yeah, going to be first I mean, coming on. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because he's probably at the stage where we need to play and score. And he, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Brewster. Is he would need four or five games, maybe a bit more, to, in the first team to see if he can actually do it. Mm. Um, Klopp kept him in the squad this season. Do so you think he's the real deal? So maybe just because of what Klopp's faith in him, I would keep Brewster. Um, 
but he wouldn't be a starter for me. Yeah, give him another season and see what he's yes. like. Yeah. Hopefully, have an injury-free season. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nathaniel well, Klein, which when I went through this list, I forgot that Nathaniel Klein still plays football. Yeah, uh, I uh, I seen him a few years ago. Tried to get a selfie, and they walked off on me. So get rid of. <laughs> just bend them off just nasty like this I'll order a taxi <laughs> it's okay I'll get a football you know, if you want to get a selfie you know. well, you've, you've, got, you've got Nico Williams and Arnold don't, and you know Miller can do that job as well see you later Clanny ta-da <laughs> um, Naby Keita now we like Naby Keita there was a big saga around Naby Keita we bought him in the January we waited until the summer he was this big name like he was going to revolutionise Liverpool's midfield once Coutinho left Um but now there's rumours of him potentially leaving us in the summer. Yeah, I mean... So, would you want him to go, or would you rather he stay? He's got it in him, hasn't he? He's a baller, like. He yeah. really is, but he just... I think he's... He's a baller once every five games. But he, That's he, the problem. He, he's, he's a big fish in the big pond. Mm. Does that make sense? Little so, fish in a big pond. So a little, well, yeah. He, well, he's a big fish, but in a big pond. So what I mean by that is that he's a, he's just another one of so many stars. Yeah. So if you put him into a little pond, he's the big fish then. Oh, okay, yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So I just think he's... He's a baller and I would keep him. But if he has another season like what he's had over maybe last season, he's in and out the team and he can't keep him fit and he's not really making a real influence, then they'd like to see Curtis Jones and stuff like that. So mm. right now, keep him. Um but if he doesn't if he has another season kind of a bit bitty like he's had the last couple, then you know, thank you. You, you know, he's not not the worst servant of our club. Yeah. But um, you know, honest, honest, give him another year. Okay. Give him another year. Um, Shakiri. Now I was gutted about Shakiri because I was excited when he came to our club. I thought Shakiri's going to offer us something different. Thirty yard goals makes makes balls and chances out of nothing. Like, mm. and then he's came in. And he's he's kind of just died to death a little bit. Hasn't yeah, he? I mean you said it before. Sometimes you can make or break. You create Liverpool, and I think it'll it'll be one of those players that he'll you know we'll live off of live off playing for Liverpool. Yeah, after he's finished because he's done it, but. Yeah, I can't really see him staying. Um, I hope he stays and does great, but even he doesn't. He just about gets on our bench. He's fantastic, mm. but he just about gets on our bench, doesn't he? Yeah. Do you know that's that's the truth? And I don't think any Liverpool fan would have anything bad to say about him. And he has done good in certain performances, like in that particular in that Barcelona game. He was a yeah. big, massive player in that game, you know. Um, and he, you know he's won the game single handed against United, come off the bench and stuff like that. But I think what is it? He's about twenty nine, thirty. I think he deserves first team football and I don't think if he went I don't think he'd be missed mm. but I don't think people would be pushing him out the door either yeah. does that make sense? yeah so for me probably leave because he deserves first team football mm. um, but I wouldn't push him out the door ok yeah I think he deserves if he does leave I think he deserves to be at a higher level than what he was like because he went by Munich and then he's like Stoke yeah, and I think he, he deserves to be at a higher level than that. I, th- I think he would probably flourish at like an Arsenal or something like that, and I think he would do well at a team yes. like that. Um, but yeah, as I said, he's just oh, he's just kind of a been solid a like a, top a top ten team like Arsenal, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally having a dig at everyone on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so okay, a bit of a mixed bag at the minute. Harvey Elliott's the next one. Harvey Elliott, he's only sixteen. He's already being rumored to leave. Like. Uh, don't you think it's a bit harsh really there's, I mean, there's rumours about him leaving Liverpool already again he's a baller isn't he but is he going to play so maybe give him a season out and loan someone but mm. I mean if you're going to do that why, why haven't you done that already Yeah. why, why not give him back to Fulham no, no first season mm. um, unless he's got belief in him I tell you that for nothing he's got, a, he's got that grip between his teeth Yeah. he is going to be a great player if he lives up to his potential but will he live up to his potential mm. um, I don't know Harvey Elliott I'm going to do the same 
uh, with, with him and just kind of say, I don't know. Honestly, I wouldn't want to get rid of him and, and come back to haunt you for years' time, like you know, Chelsea did with Salah. Yeah. Um, but I would have keep him. I um, would love to see him stay. I'd would, like to see him stay. Will he get a game? I don't think he will, but he's only 16. Like yeah. You don't expect many 16-year-olds to be breaking into a first team and so, playing consistently. Yeah, keep him, keep him, but it's probably going to be a couple of years. Yeah. Keep him, keep him. Yeah, just mould him. But he's, be, he's behind Origi, he's behind, you know, even Shaqiri, he's behind yeah. Alolana, but he's going to go. But yeah, no, keep him, keep him. Um, Nico Williams. Keep him, yeah. He's, he's, I think in the games we've seen this season, he's proved to be a great player, along with Milner. Mm. Um, he could be a game where Arnold's injured. And you need to throw Williams in because Milner's. This is a midfield injury. You need to throw Milner in midfield. Yeah. Keep him. He's young. He's done nothing wrong in Liverpool yet. Yeah. I think he was caught out a little bit against Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because they targeted him. Yeah. You know, that's what people said to Arnold, didn't they? They yeah. target. They target like what they think the weak link is. So exactly. Yeah. You know, nah. Keep him. He's got potential. Yeah. I think it's always hard to find. You, you know, in a lot of teams that they don't have reserve fullbacks that are prepared to just sit on the bench. Yeah. They will normally go to other teams. So I think if if Williams is prepared to stay with us. I think he's a he's a great battle for Trent, and I think sit sit and sit down for a couple of years, watch Trent, like analyze his game, get better, and then if if you're not getting consistent games in a couple of seasons' time, then yeah, maybe look to move on. But I don't think you should do just yet. I think it'd be too early. Fair enough. Um, yeah, he's had some great appearances against like lower league teams, but he's been at the pool a long, long time. Mm. Um, and he, I think I don't think he's got the physical attributes to be in the Premier League. He's yeah. just he's more of a ball. He's a, He's a Spanish league player, isn't he? Yeah, he, he he's a mid-table Spanish league player, and mm. that's still that's better than me. And you could ever dream of being, but he's he's not a Liverpool player. He's not a Premier League player. He's done a decent enough for job. You can see that he's got a bit of skill. But remember Suzo a few years ago? Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of him, and everyone thought he was the next big thing because he threaded a couple of balls through and scored mm. some goals. But now Chilavella, I mean, again, ugh, he'll probably in fifteen years' time he'll probably make a career major after playing for Liverpool a couple of seasons. Yeah, he's, that's the height of what he's going to do, isn't he? You know, he's no. He's he, he's a baller, but to the Spanish, how can I put this? He's a baller in a mid-table Spanish team. He's, he's, he's not a yeah. baller in the best team in the world right now. Yeah, so that's just the truth. Okay, and then the last one is Longeron. Longeron. Oh well, you, you know what? He's still a great Liverpool, being a third choice keeper. So why not keep him as a third choice? He's never, he's never, <laughs> never been in there. <laughs> never played to do anything wrong. So I, know. I don't know. Hey. Um, <laughs> But your man Kiva Keller, you know the, the young Irish boy. I mean, he's got he's got a game this season, and mm. I don't know. Um, I don't know. He's going to be a Premier League winner. Yeah, <laughs> he was Middlesbrough last season, like <laughs> league, league one. Or so. I don't know. Listen, um, he, yeah, I mean, keep him just to, just so we can have another debate next season. Hope he's played the game, saved the penalty yeah. against City or something, <laughs> and, and we can say something. But yeah. Um, you know, you'll never see him in squad photos, don't you? I, know. <laughs> you know. I think to myself as an average player, I was thinking to myself, if I had to live my life over again, I think I would do everything I can to train as a keeper. Because if you no get chance. into a top team as a second, third choice keeper, like you're making a living doing nothing. Like these boys, yeah. these boys have got the life of it, like sitting there on With Steve 15, Harper, 20 grand a week or something. Yeah, Steve Harper, Newcastle, you know, he, yeah. he never played, he never played, like they know 20 games in 15 years. <laughs> And um, as you say, he's probably getting twenty grand a week just to kind of turn up to train and keep fit and yeah. have a bit of crack. See, and that's the thing. I think if if my kids, I'm going to watch them play football. They're both into football at the minute, and I think when they grow up, if they're not looking like they're going to be professional, I'll be saying to them, "Go nut, do everything you can to be in goal, because <laughs> you could get a good career as a second choice keeper in a decent team." <laughs> that's it. Now, fair play, Danny Lonergan. Like he said, we signed them up when uh, Alison got injured. 
um, along with Adrian and stuff. And yeah, fair play to him. I mean, he played. He actually give him to us no credit. He did actually play one preseason game in America. Yeah, in front of like fifty thousand people. So you know, we well, let's not make a mockery of a professional football here. Oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, if he, if he left or stayed with anyone, with any, I don't think anyone would lose any sleep if he left. I don't think anyone would lose. Yeah, know, stay up all night if he stayed. But yeah, listen, um, it's going to be a big summer. There's going to be exits. There's going to be players coming. One player I want to bring in, um, and I know we're a bit tough for time here. Where's Mbappe? Yes, there's a lot of talk of Mbappe coming. How much of it is just hype? I don't know, but there's a lot of talk about it. Like. Yeah, so uh, wouldn't it be great to see Mbappe in the push yet? You know, I'd pay him five hundred grand a week because money in football doesn't even matter these days. Mm. You know what I mean? But that's that's the only player I wish to come in. But yeah, there'll be a few exits. And do you th- do you think any of the big starting eleven will leave this summer? <sighs> no, I can't. Well, why? We're the best club in the world. Why? Mm. You know, do you think anyone will leave? I am going to stick my neck out and I'm going to say that Firmino's going to go during the summer. All right. Um, I, I just think there's a lot of players looking around. I think we've won the Champions League, we've won the Club World Cup, we'll win the league this season. And I think I, I, th- I think we're going to have a lot of people hunting around, offering big money for our front three. Uh, I think Salah has already done the sort of journeyman thing and, and gone to Chelsea, gone to Roma, and I think he realises how good it is to stay at a team and be loved. Um, I think Mane will stay I think he loves it at the club I think he loves being there I, I think Firmino I think if any of the front three can be moved I think it'll be Firmino I think if, if Real Madrid come knocking or something I think we may lose him in the summer Well I hope not I hope we've got a couple of years of the front three yet but um, again it would be sad to see but I think as, as anything you know the, the, play, the club is bigger than the player like, so yeah. let's see what happens and if Bappe comes in I would take Mbappe up any of the three, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, we've <laughs> potentially got Mbappe and Timo Werner coming yeah. in the summer. Like they're the two big. No, they ones. are ballers. Yeah, they are ballers, as I say. So, and I think if we're gonna invest in one of them, I think one of the front three will have to move, move over, or move on. Yeah, well, that's that's why we talk Coutinho come back, and it doesn't really fit into the system. I don't yeah. would take him back. He's a huge drop type of thing. But hey, listen, that's what you know being a top club's all about, and you know we've got to be, we've got to get used to now not being just you know one of the best mm. we are the best at the moment so yeah. we've got to get used to maybe quality players not playing you know yeah and then last last question big sort of only a couple of sentence answer um, I don't know how much of the Italian league you got to watch this weekend all the stadiums have been empty because of the coronavirus all the teams are playing behind closed doors how do you feel about the fact that from a Liverpool perspective Liverpool potentially will have to finish their season because they're talking about it in the news this week yeah. that Liverpool the game that they win the league and we're meant to be lifting the trophy potentially there's going to be no fans in the stadium it's so funny you said that I mean for me I would rather see if I had a chance to go to Anfield and see Liverpool lift the trophy I'd rather, I would take having the coronavirus take the risk <laughs> I, I wouldn't I take the risk I'd take that. the coronavirus I would though. I mean my kids will understand understand but you know this is it. It's the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't. You know, if someone said to me now, you're gonna, someone said to me in the season, you're gonna win the league, you're gonna win the Champions League, you're gonna get to see Liverpool lift the trophy. But you're gonna and, die in June. But you're gonna get the coronavirus. Like, okay. You know, you know, you win some, you lose some. He knew I was gonna say that. Didn't he? Oh, Tim, but I didn't expect it to be that funny. Uh, 
<laughs> well, it's it's interesting, and it's it's obviously a big discussion point, and they're talking about it—the fact that like we could end up with an empty stadium when we're meant to be lifting a trophy. Um, there's all these other rumours going about in world football. One of them being about obviously Man City and the the points deductions and stuff like that because of their case. Uh, just looking a bit more at world football. Um, people posing the question that is Gerard going to turn up in a full kit and lift the trophy from the 2008 season if Man City get their points deducted for that financial fair play? Would be. Amazing, <laughs> but yeah, Just I mean, John Terry style uh, full kit in the 2008 strip. <laughs> that's another discussion for another day. But hey, let's see what happens. But regarding the coronavirus and like stadium being empty, I mean, at the end of the day, if you take the right precautions, from what I gather, and I'm no expert. It's just a flu that's getting a bit of pressure, isn't it? Mm. There's more people down in the world of suicide. There's more people down in the world of hunger. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let's not let's not spoil the plus one just because people want him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. What more can I say? But I would quite happily take coronavirus on the head right now to see Liverpool win the league <laughs> in front of my eyes. See them lift that trophy. It would be a dream come true. I mean, I probably need twenty grand for a ticket, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, if you've got anything to say on any of the discussions we've done in this podcast, then you can send us an email at Road at gmail.com uh, or you can comment on our Facebook post and write us a message. And if you've got any other topics, um, not just of Liverpool, but in world football that you want us to discuss uh, on this section of the podcast, then give us a shout and we'll be more than happy to discuss and debate throughout. But until next week, this has been Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. You'll never walk alone. Podcast Network.